Welcome back to Local News Live. We are now going to bring you an interview and I want to tell you what this interview is about. So we know on Saturday, President Joe Biden, he tested positive for COVID-19. Um, this is slightly more than three days after he was cleared to exit COVID isolation. Um, the White House said that this is a rare case of a rebound after having had COVID-19 and testing positive just days earlier. So I sat down with UNMC's um, expert. He is the executive director of international programs and innovation at UNMC's Global Center for, he for Health Security to better understand why this is happening. Well, we've seen more instances of people testing positive after testing negative and, and also more instances of people testing positive for a longer duration of time with recent variants compared to what we were seeing earlier in the pandemic. Um, it's certainly been reported more frequently with people who've been taking Paxlovid, but it's not actually clear whether that's uh, a true relationship or whether it's something that we're just observing more frequently and that we're paying more close attention to people who are on Paxlovid uh, compared to those who aren't. We, we've seen a similar phenomenon in, in people who aren't taking Paxlovid as well. It's just we, we don't generally look as closely in, in those folks. So uh, I think the bottom line is it's not surprising that uh, the president had a recurrence. We've seen this uh, in uh, more patients recently than we did earlier. Um, fortunately, most patients seem to have a, a relatively mild course during this recurrence, and it tends to uh, to recede very quickly. So we'll hope that's the case for the president as well. So another question that I have for you, Dr. Lawler, is um, at what point or how would this affect, you know, even just this recent news that we are receiving um, about the, you know, the president, okay, he's he's positive, then he's negative, then he's positive again. If this is something that might be a newer incidence, do you think that it's going to have an impact on what health guidance is related to how people ought to quarantine? Well, I think what's been clear is that the current guidance for isolation to end after five days uh, probably needs to be revisited. And I, I think that's been the case all along. But uh, again, with more recent variants, we've seen uh, people who are shedding virus for much longer than five days. And so I think that uh, 10 days is probably a more reasonable recommendation as general guidance. Ideally, you'd love to be able to test folks to, to, to know that they're no longer shedding virus. Uh, in any meaningful amount before you release them from isolation. Uh, that obviously is more resource intensive than uh, many people have access to. Um, but I think that the, the five-day guidance, um, even more so now with new variants, needs to be revisited. And so that's really interesting that you say it needs to be revisited because we have heard um, so much, um, even one of the governors or the governor out of Virginia mentioned that if you are asymptomatic um, and in school, the governor recommended that you don't have to quarantine. So there are so many nuances just when you look at health guidance. And I think sometimes it's difficult for people to really weed through what is just maybe a, a stylistic preference 
as opposed to what is truly CDC guidance. So can you kind of go over that for us again? Well, the, the CDC guidance currently is for uh, people who have documented infection, they should remain isolated for five days and then uh, should wear a face mask in public uh, for the next five days until day 10. But as I mentioned, we know that many people, especially now with newer variants, uh, BA5 uh, and BA2 before that, uh, were shedding significant amounts of virus between day five and 10. And so this guidance means that people who are able to infect other people are going out in public and are milling around with others who are susceptible. And, and I think that it is um, leading to more infections in the community. And so um, what I and, and many of my colleagues recommend uh, is that people remain in isolation for at least 10 days. Uh, and then ideally uh, a PCR test at the end of that 10 days uh, should be done to, to make sure that folks are no longer shedding significant amounts of virus. And if folks um, start to develop symptoms again, even after 10 days, they should be retested to make sure that they're not having a relapse. One thing that um, I noticed that you mentioned to us is just how you're starting to see this situation where people are testing negative, then they're testing positive, um, and more cases where people are taking the Paxlovid. Can you tell me why right now? I know that you said kind of research is a little new, but I would be interested in kind of understanding what early findings are suggesting. Well, we really don't have the data yet to make a determination whether Paxlovid is truly associated with a higher rate of relapse. I, I think anecdotally, many people have reported uh, more people uh, on Paxlovid having this phenomenon. But again, it may just be due to the fact that we look more closely in, in people who are taking Paxlovid. So uh, the, the bottom line is we, we really need to do better clinical trials to understand uh, the relapse rate with Paxlovid, the relapse rate without Paxlovid. And then uh, if there does seem to be an association, or, or even if not, maybe uh, an extended course of Paxlovid may provide some benefit in reducing uh, the odds of, of relapse. And so I think all of those things need to be done, and, and ideally should have already been done, to be honest. But we need more research and more data about the effect of Paxlovid on duration of shedding and, and, uh, and relapse. Thank you for that. And, and I'm still just trying to wrap my head around this idea that relapse can happen just so soon. Um, you know, we've heard about people getting COVID one, two, and three times, but for it to be a matter of days, is there anything that could suggest that maybe despite what the test was showing that the president had really not recovered from COVID-19? Well, I, I think it's clear that as with other cases of relapse that we're seeing, this is the same infection. It, it, it's an infection that was not completely cured by uh, by the drug. And, and we know that uh, COVID-19 can uh, stay around for quite a while, uh, even in young, healthy people, uh, they can continue to shed virus for uh, weeks uh, after their initial infection. And, and so this, this is clearly just, you know, in essence, a, a biphasic 
um, presentation of of disease, where um, the 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 president was uh, was ill uh, and had virus detected early, his symptoms went away, and and the virus was no longer detected, even though it doesn't mean it wasn't uh, still hiding in his body somewhere. And then uh, the virus uh, has now come back and is detectable, even if symptoms apparently are, are not necessarily accompanying that. So again, this is something that we've seen um, pretty commonly in folks, uh, and it does seem to be more common with more recent variants that we've seen really in uh, since Omicron BA1 uh, came around uh, the end of last year, beginning of this year. Really great information, Dr. Lawler. So with that being said, um, do you think there is a need for maybe a different strain of a COVID-19 vaccine just to address some of what is what we've been experiencing in terms of this change in variants? And also, what do you project as what the COVID-19 outlook is going to look like um, as we go into this fall season, kids are returning to school? What are your thoughts on that? Sure. So I'll, I'll address the vaccine question first. I, I think most importantly, folks should uh, recognize that the vaccines we currently have still work incredibly well in uh, reducing your chances of hospitalization, severe illness, and, and death. And, uh, and that's still true even with the BA5 uh, variant. Uh, what is also true is that recent variants such as BA5 are uh, more adept at escaping immunity from vaccination and prior infection than were previous variants. So uh, it would be ideal for us to, to have uh, vaccines that have even uh, broader and longer lasting immunity than the vaccines we currently have and, and work on that is underway. It's unclear whether these new BA5 variant vaccines, which now uh, apparently are going to be coming out in the early fall, it's unclear whether those vaccines are going to have a significant improvement in protection compared to the current vaccines. And, and we won't know until we do clinical trials. The, the laboratory data we have so far uh, is modest. Um, and then what to expect for the fall, I think, unfortunately, we're going to see uh, higher transmission rates and higher rates of hospitalization uh, and uh, deaths because now so many Americans are far removed from their last dose of vaccine. And that is, I think, a critically important factor in how protected a community is, how recently have members of the community been vaccinated. And, and most Americans now will not have received a dose of vaccine for uh, greater than nine or 12 months. And that's going to make us, uh, I think, even more vulnerable this fall than we were last fall. Dr. Lawler, you have been a wealth of information. I have with me here on Local News Live, Dr. Lawler, he is the executive director of international programs and innovation at the Global Center for Health Security for UNMC. Thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure, thank you. And we just spoke with Dr. James Lawler with UNMC. He is an infectious diseases health expert. Um, he's the executive director uh, for international global security.